Hi, I'm Mark Hill, and this is the segment, The Podcast. I believe in human's potential, that the ultimate expression of oneself is achievable. And we all have that urge, that need to progress and become better. And I feel that the trail can help us do that. Whether it's overcoming fears, learning from mistakes, taking calculated trail risks, or building those long-lasting friendships. It's all progression. Join me as I speak with folks who are moving from the ordinary to the extraordinary, and let's catch them on their journey towards the KOM of their life. Welcome to the segment. Let's go. Hey, senders, welcome back. We are back with episode 71 with my special guest, Zach, aka Tumor Warrior. And this is part two. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to Zach's first part, go back to episode 59. As the story goes with Zach, it was a mountain bike crash as a teenager that found a brain tumor. Now, the brain tumor would have actually killed him if this didn't happen. So sometimes the things in life happen for a reason. This is definitely one of those stories. 15 surgeries later, in part one, we cover only seven surgeries. In this part of the episode, we revisit the rest of the surgeries as well as what he's up to today and where he's going to to help the folks in the future that may have brain tumors. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Before we get into it, I do want to say thank you so much to the supporters of the show. The bike supporter is YT Industries for the segment podcast. I currently have the YT Jeff C and the decoy. I love those bikes. YT live uncaged. Consider putting them in when you're looking at comparisons for your bike. The price and the components of these bikes are very, very competitive. Also, special thank you to some of the affiliates uh, for the podcast. Thank you so much to Tasco MTB. I currently have a 10% off uh, affiliate code in the description. If you click on that, anything that Tasco has, you'll get 10% off of your order. In the summertime right now, they just released these new session shorts that are made for going out on date nights with the wife or the girlfriend, <clears throat> but also for blazing down the trails. They're a little bit dressed up, but they still have the very nice cuts and aggressiveness in the material to keep you safe and comfortable while out on the trails. Check them out. They're the new session shorts by Tasco. Also, thank you to Pulo, P-U-O-L-O, <clears throat> for the wallets. Minimal wallet, 10% off of uh, purchase there. If you're looking at uh, not having the loppy butt with the giant wallet or keeping your wallet in the car while you're out on the trails, you can purchase one of these minimal wallets uh, by Pulo. It also has um, ARFID protection in it, and it is made by a mountain biker. So uh, thank you so much to you for um, for the affiliate link there. Also, um, we want to say thank you so much to Afton Shoes. Uh, if you're riding flats or clipless, Afton has a promo code for you. It's called Sender10. It's 10% off. If you, knew, if you do need new shoes for your mountain biking, you can find them at aftonshoes.com and take 10% off your purchase there. Also, thank you so much to Goop Industries. Goop, that is 
sealant and aerosol in a can that will help you get back out on the trails, whether you got to get back to the car or just stay out longer and shred some more. They're offering you a 20% off discount for their goop cans. That's gupindustries.com and use sender, uh, sender 20 as your promo code for 20% off. Also for the uh, goggles and the eyewear. Thank you so much to Spy Optic. Spy Optic has been a supporter for the segment podcast from the beginning. Promo code there is Sender10 for 10% off your purchase for eyewear. Also, thank you so much to Dianese, newer to the game of MTB when it comes to protection and apparel. Check them out at Dianese.com. And if you are in Southern California, head on out to the Dianese store out in Newport Beach and ask for the manager, Rich, who can take good care of you. Let them know you're a follower of the segment. <clears throat> also, special thank you to Better Bolts. Betterbolts.com is offering you a 10% off discount for using promo code the segment 10. Again, that's the segment 10 for 10% off at betterbolts.com. Oh, I think the button got pushed. We are live. Joey Yates, what's up, buddy? What's going on? Another Dude. great week. Another great week, my man. Another yeah. great week. Do we have uh, part two of our of our guest tonight? Uh, Mr. Zach, the Tumor Warrior, is back in the show. He's back in the green room right now. Uh, Empty Rage said, let's get some. What up, Zach? He's got a lot of fans out there. Uh, this kid is an incredible guy. He's gone through a lot, and he's overcome a ton, and he's just getting started. Um, Joey, when you first heard about uh, Tumor Warrior, what was your first like initial thoughts? I, I was just blown away by his story. I mean, it's amazing that mountain biking it saved his life. Like yeah. it's just it's just awesome to hear that. And and for what you know, what he's overcome and he's pushing on and riding strong. It's just awesome to see him out there with his positive attitude. Yeah, very cool. Seeing snippets of him yeah. out there at Dog Park, uh Snow Summit, I mean Sky Park, and recently he was at Greer with Team EVA, and uh, that was his first time out there just shredding. I see he's, uh, he's doing boxing. So there's a bunch of stuff to get into with Zach, but last time he was on the show, we only got halfway through his surgeries. So he's going to kind of come back on. We're going we're gonna to kind of hear a little bit more of the story, and then feel free, everybody, to ask questions while we have Zach on tonight as well. Just get into a good conversation about mountain biking, overcoming obstacles, and the next chapter. So who do we have in here? Let's take a peek. Oh, Alpha MTB, he's here. Adam Mock, he's here. Uh, MTB Raging, of course, of course. Air Blair, let's go, Zach. And uh, MTB Nick123 got the uh, whole shot today with, uh, well, he was on early, 6.43 p.m. Wow. Sitting in the audience. Yeah, let's throw that up there. <laughs> early. <laughs> Good, job. Good job, Nick. That's awesome, man. Um so today was also opening day of Snow Summit. I wonder how many people in this chat had gone to the park today. If you're at the park, I'm sure we're going to see tons of footy coming from it. But chat away if you are. Somebody told me that the hits got bigger. Yeah, well, always, right? They always make yeah. them a little bigger. And then opening day, no speed bumps. Like, yes. You're going to be flying down those trails. <laughs> right, exactly. Everything's going to seem bigger. <laughs> so smooth and fast. See, Spokesman MTB's jumped on. What's up, buddy? He says, this way, this is way more fun than Congress. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> awesome. All right. A um, couple other things just real quick. Hey, save the date. July 9th is going to be a Ride and Shine event at Sky Park. Uh, 
uh, basically a lot of different YouTube and Instagram personalities are going to descend upon the park. And basically your, it's your opportunity to come ride Sky Park, which is an amazing place, but having a bunch of YouTubers and Instagrammers around, if you have a favorite, they're all going to be there to say what's up, do laps with you. And then at about, about 2.30 to 3 o'clock, there's going to be a shine portion of this event. And basically that shine portion is going to be people within this community. And we're not going to divulge who is going to be speaking because it could be somebody you just rode with. And basically they're going to be sharing stories of hope and inspiration from within our MTB community. And uh, it's going to be an awesome event. So again, July the 9th, and we'll be keep posting all the people that are going to be there uh, starting tomorrow. So keep an eye out for all the cool folks that are going to be there. Um, Joey, with that being said, what do you think? Should we bring our special guest on tonight? I think we should pull him right up. All right. Let's, let's throw him on. Hey, hey Zach. Welcome. What's up? How yeah. you doing, Mark? How we Good. doing, Joey? Great. Chat, how we doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he says, on? yo. Hey, so Zach, real quick, for the folks who may not have been here on the last episode when you're on the show, can you kind of give them a brief catch up on where you have been? And then uh, we'll we'll finish up the rest of that of that journey. Yeah. So um, my journey started out in San Clemente at the Dog Park Trails. And that started with a mountain biking crash on January 16th of 2017. Things started to ramp up uh, January 23rd of 2017. And that was my first surgery, which was a craniotomy. So the back of my head got opened up and they basically resected the tumor. They got about 99.9% .9 of the tumor. So it wasn't really optimal, but the other 0.01% was inoperable. And I just went from there. And then January 28th of 2017, I got released from the hospital from the first surgery. I went home for about a week and then I was back in the hospital with swelling in the back of my head. So that led to the February 2nd of 2017 surgery. So I was back in the high, <clears throat> sorry, I was back in the hospital. My ventricles were swollen, my ICPs, which is intracranial pressure, that was high. And I had bacterial meningitis. So that led to my second surgery, which was an EVD surgery. It stands for external ventricle drain. Ooh. I have to remember that off the top of my head because I, I didn't write it down. You know, shame on me. That's pretty <laughs> um, good. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then <clears throat> so I was in the hospital after that for a couple of weeks. And then that led to Valentine's Day of 2017, February 14th where you guys might've had a great Valentine's day. I was in the OR having my third surgery. That was a third ventriculostomy. And so basically, um, since hydrocephalus blocks the passageway from the CSF or cerebral spinal fluid to come out of your brain, they have to open up that passageway because the passageway gets blocked. So what happens is they had to open that up and they do it through a third, third ventriculostomy. And that is a very, like, um, like a hard surgery to go through because there's a major artery that lines the, um, third ventricle, the third ventricle. So through that, they had to make sure like they didn't nick it or anything. Cause I would have bled out on the table and obviously that wouldn't have been good. Right. Um, and then four days later on February 18th, I was released from the hospital for the second time. 
So I was back out with three surgeries down, and I was like, sweet, hopefully no more, but something did happen. So March 3rd of 2017, I went in for kidney stone issues in the ER because there was, um, on that day, I went to go pee, and there was blood in it, and I didn't know why, and then at the end, came out a kidney stone. Mm. And since my body doesn't recollect the thoughts of it, I was kind of like, mm, that that felt weird. And then I didn't really think of it. And then my father, he came in after and he was like, um, we need to take you to the ER. So took me to the ER. They transferred me over to Chalk and Orange. I went to Mission Laguna as the ER. By the way, I do not recommend going to Mission Laguna. Um, they weren't really a good ER to me. But that was because I'm a very hard stick with the IVs. So it took them six tries to get an IV running. So Mm, they had to poke me a lot. But, you know, for me, I don't recommend it. But you guys, if it's the closest, I mean, they're still very good. So you can go to them. But I don't. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's good to know. Yeah. And then so that led to me being transferred up and then they found out my right kidney was in renal failure my left kidney was on the verge of renal failure so it was basically my kidneys were in a very bad spot so the following day on march 3rd i went in for my fourth surgery and they put in a stent and they had removed some of the kidney stones and they did what they could and then the following day march 4th I had yet another surgery because the bacterial meningitis came back. So Jeez. they had to put another EVD in. I was in for my fifth surgery and they had to do my third ventriculostomy at the same time. So it was basically like two brain surgeries in one, wow. but it just counts as one. Um, so I was able to recuperate for about two weeks. And then March 16th, I had my sixth surgery and that was another EVD and the thing with EVDs is the EVD only has about two weeks until it goes bad. So it's basically just like a two-week timer every time. It just kind of like prolongs it a little bit. You have to do a final, like, you have to put in a permanent solution, which happened on March 20th, which also happens to be my half, which <clears throat> which happens to be also my half birthday. Okay. So... March 20th was my seventh surgery, and this word is very hard to say, so stick with me with this one. You got it. Ventriculoperitoneal shunt. So it's a a ventriculoperitoneal shunt placement surgery, or as, you know, a lot of people call it VP shunt. So VP shunt placement, and that is a permanent solution to an EVD. So right now, it's still in my body. So in the back of my head, I have a bump that's about maybe an inch long, and it pokes out maybe about a quarter to maybe a half inch. And what it that is, is it is a drain. So the CSF goes into that little device, and there is a long tube that leads from the back of my head all the way down to my abdomen, and it drains the CSF or cerebral spinal fluid into my abdomen. And that was my seventh surgery. And then I went home two days later and I was free for the third time. And wow. that's where we ended off. Wow. Oh my gosh. 
That is heavy, man. That's a lot. <clears throat> and then just to go back to the beginning of that, January, you are riding Dog Park, having a blast with your buddies. I think if I recall, you were saying it was one of the last, one of the last runs of the day. Uh, they were you were going to jump this uh, road gap, and uh, yeah, and we played the video for that. Uh, Burrell Bikes actually was asking, "Can you do a fast recap of the actual crash?" Um, and he wanted to know what that was, but literally that crash, if it didn't happen, um, the brain tumor would not have been found at this point. Is that, is no. that right? right? Correct. Yeah. So the brain tumor was the size of a golf ball at the time. Jeez. And if it went on for two more months, I probably would not be here with you guys. Wow. Wow. Yeah. God. Talk about mountain biking, saving your life it, in, in different ways. This one was holy cow. That's crazy. And uh, for the folks who didn't hear the first part of the story, when Zach crashed, it's actually a jump. It's, it's still kind of there, but not really rideable right now. And, it's it's uh, not there anymore. Oh, it's gone. The, it's yeah, the, la the landing is um, completely grown over, and the jump is just completely leveled. When I, when I hit the jump, there was actually a giant rut in the middle to basically where it was two takeoffs. Oh, so I had to basically hit one of the takeoffs and hopefully that was the right one. And oh apparently I chose the wrong one. So, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, yeah. I think if I'm right, that jump, that jump line's kind of, I forget the name of the new jump line there that goes down into sloppy seconds. But when you cross that, that road right there, I think that's the gap he was trying to jump was over that road. I was trying to jump over the road. So, yeah. so the, uh, I, the jump line, they call it beer run, I think. Yeah. So yeah. that jump line you take it to the right, and then you go to sloppy seconds. There was a path on the left that went straight for the road, and then it hit um, a big gap. Yeah. But the knuckle, the knuckle was so steep, you had to clear it, or you were done. Wow! I've seen I've seen many videos of other people trying to hit it, and like when they don't make it, it they don't make it, and it hurts them. And I can tell. Yeah, man. <laughs> I remember you were uh, the camera. If you guys want to see it, you go to uh, tumorwarrior67.com and you could see it there. I believe that's on your website, right, Zach? Correct. Yeah, and it's then, on my uh, website, and I think I put it in a YouTube video. Yes. Um, since most of you are actually asking for it, I'm probably gonna throw it up just as a video alone on YouTube, and like hopefully I can like pin it to like the top of my profile or something. I don't know if I can do that, but I'll do something like that it happens so fast and then you can see the sky the camera's just pointing at the sky after it was done and uh for the folks who may not remember it took them a while to get you out of there because you did get airlifted out but because of where you were laying underneath the telephone wires made it very challenging so yeah. there was a lot going on on that um you had a couple of questions as you were talking about your story adam mock is asking does it is it does the shunt um, interfere with your helmet at all when you're wearing your helmet does it make it a little uncomfortable um no that was actually a main concern for me coming out of it because i knew i wanted to mountain bike after i didn't know about football um but i knew i wanted to mountain bike out of it and i put on the helmet and the shunt at first it was a little weird but as soon as i got a couple rides down a little like a couple short rides down like i didn't feel it at all anymore and like the sensation, the weird sensation from it kind of went away and that was okay. all good. <clears throat> good, good, good. That's always good. Um, 
Air Blair is asking, Zach, did you have any sense or feelings that the tumor was there and or after looking back? Um, no. My initial reaction is no. I, I had no symptoms, nothing. I couldn't really feel anything in my brain going on. Um, now that I look back on it, I did have a couple of headaches here and there, but I thought it was because um, I played football. I was a high school football player at the time. Since I was doing that almost every day a week, um, I thought it was from like dehydration or just like, you know, exhaustion or something. I didn't think of it being a tumor and I just, I just didn't know. Gotcha. Okay. So <clears throat> yeah, luckily, in a way, luckily that the crash happened in order for you to- Snow Valley. <laughs> yeah, trail dogs. Trail dogs. Let's what's go. up, boys? I'm excited. Snow Is Valley looks fun. It looked yeah. really fun this year. I liked the, uh, I like some of the new cuts that they put in, like their new reroutes, and then some of the reroutes or like edits that they made to the trails that were already there were kind of questionable. But we'll, <laughs> we'll, uh, with, we'll see. You go with Aaron. He makes his own routes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I saw that on one of his videos where he just was going down the ski run, and I was just like. That, that's my type of writing right there. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Zach, I know we'll get more into the other surgeries that followed. So number seven, folks, was not his last one. This kiddo was still battling through a ton of things. Um, but moving into today. I'm excited for that. I like secret stuff. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's good. I think uh, there's a trail builder out there, Cody at Snow Valley, who's doing some amazing stuff, working hard out there. So that's going to be awesome to see what he does. Um, but Zach, so you did like, you're kind of a spokesman now for, for uh, tumor awareness, uh, brain tumor awareness. One of the things that you did, which I was completely impressed about is every day in May, you did a fact of day for the month of May and it didn't fail every single day. I saw you pop on my social. There was something that I got to learn about brain tumor awareness and you speak so powerful and so confident about it. And I love it. Um, Adam Mock is asking, was there one of those days, one of those facts that was the most memorable for the month of May? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was fact number five. And it was out of all the FDA approved drugs, only five of them are approved for brain cancer or brain tumors, but none of them are the cure. Wow. It was, it was along the lines of that. I don't, I don't know about the last part. I might have thrown that in. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but it was it was along the lines of that. Only five drugs are FDA approved for brain cancer and brain tumors. Wow! So a lot of the stuff that they're treating people with probably off label, they trial and error, knowing that it could or could not work, but no mm -hmm. FDA approvals. Only five. That's amazing. Yeah. Holy cow! So Zach, so after seven, um, what like where were you? physically were you were you free to start exercising and moving your body a little bit or there i know there was a lot going on with um physically too right you were mm -hmm. trying to heal from all this stuff yeah so um when i got released i could only initially um like ride like there's a little uh like the recovery bike i can only ride that for maybe five minutes at a time and they wanted me taking it easy Obviously, um, I was one of the only patients um, of this neurosurgeon with a like a really, really good outcome. And I'm super thankful for that. And since I had such good outcome, um, I was kind of 
so to say, like I was kind of the guinea pig for everything. Um, he didn't really know how I would react, like because um, on pen and paper I looked normal. You know, if you didn't, if you didn't know any of the story, like I basically looked normal. Um, I mean, I was I was skinnier at the time, and I I did have an eye patch because of double vision. But since then, um, I I I just looked normal. So there was nothing really wrong, but you could tell something had happened. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah, <clears throat> totally. Totally makes sense. So surgery seven, eight, you had, was it 13 in total? 15. 15, 15 in, in total. total. Yeah. So what, what happened with after seven, then you had eight through 15. Holy cow. Yeah. Eight through 15. So I'm going to, I'm going to go back into it. Eight through 15. <laughs> um, so April 14th of 2017 was my eighth surgery. And it was a kidney surgery, but it went wrong. So it turned oh, out that geez. I was lacking vitamin D. And when they were trying to remove the stent from the prior kidney surgery, it was calcified in there. So they literally had to chisel it out. Oh my gosh. And that's when they had to um that's when they had to, you know, bypass my kidneys and go straight into the bladder. And they did that with a fully catheter. So that was my second catheter. I've had a couple before and i'm not i'm not happy to say that but yeah i had yeah. to get a couple fully catheters and it wasn't great was the kidney stone what was causing the kidney failure um you? yeah so sorry i i completely oh. blanked on that um no, it's okay. so the first medication that they gave me to fight the bacterial meningitis was a drug called cefepime and i had a pretty bad reaction to it where <sighs> Gosh. I had a high protein diet and I wasn't really getting a lot of vitamin D and I wasn't drinking a great amount of water at the time. So just all that storm of, you know, being on cefepime and also the infectious disease doctors, they wanted the hardest, fastest way there, but they also didn't want to, you know, damage me. And they also didn't want like to have prolonged effects. So they did it for a certain amount of time, but it was like, it was one of those freak things where, you know, say you're getting a hundred things out of the way and you get 99, but there's that one and then it grows back. That's what it was like. So they basically got it down all the way to the very end, but it didn't completely do the job. So Good I had to go back because of that. So the bacterial meningitis coming back, the high protein diet, the lack of vitamin D, all of that just accumulated into a storm to where i had kidney stones gotcha okay wow wow so surgery eight <clears throat> kidney stones going through the bladder to get those chisel that sucker out of there yeah. another another kidney surgery yeah wow so the, you're then, out yeah so yeah, you're out after then, eight oh, and then oh no no it's okay this is like yeah. oh yeah Holy cow. Um, so yeah, after eight was number nine, obviously, okay. you know, that's how math works. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. so um, it was like uh, two and a half weeks later, May 1st, uh, 2017 was my 10th surgery. And that was a gamma knife surgery. So remember how I said he only got 99.9% .9 of the tumor and that other 0.1% was inoperable. Mm -hmm. That was for that 0.01%. And basically what gamma knife is, 
is it is a focused radiation surgery into like a specific area. So if they wanted to get the right, the right part of the cerebellum, that's in your brain. So if they want to get the right part of the cerebellum with radiation, they can send radiation just to that versus okay. typical radiation that goes just through the whole brain. Okay. So it's a very accurate radiation. So that's what uh, surgery 10 was. Or yeah, surgery 10. Um, oh, I skipped the surgery. That was that was May 31st. Okay. I skipped one. I'm I'm sorry, I skipped one. That Number was May nine, 31st. Right? That was number 10 on May 31st. Okay. Number number nine was May 1st. Okay. And that was they removed a pick line. So the the way to get my drugs that makes me sound like an addict. The way to get my medication. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The way to get my medication was through a pick line or a peripheral, peripherally inserted central catheter which is basically an IV that leads straight to your heart. It goes right into the center of your body to pump out. So it's a very fast and effective way to get your medication. And so I had a pick line that was in, I was able to go home with it. You know, we, uh, my family learned how to use it. Um, I obviously, you know, didn't use it because it was in my body and that'd be kind of weird, you know, just kind of trying to do stuff. But, um, so they put that pick line in and then they also removed the stent that was in my kidney and they also removed the catheter. So I was basically tube free after that. And it was my okay. first time being tube free since January 23rd. So Whoa. I was very happy. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Five months. Yeah. Holy cow. So you're start, do you, are you feeling like when the tubes got out, are you feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, I'm getting a little bit better i'm closer or where is your headspace at with all this stuff um i'll be honest um i i don't have any thoughts on that because the the uh time in the hospital and those first 10 surgeries they all happened so quickly and they were so traumatic that my body just doesn't allow me to remember it I'm sure down the road i'll start remembering just a little more and a little more i've already have since the um, surgeries. But so in that five month time of everything happening, I only remember about a minute to two minutes out of wow. those five months. So wow. it's kind of it's kind of trippy for me to look back on it. Like, what did you do in 2017? I was like, well, it's basically like six months for me because I can't really remember half of it. So I, I just couldn't remember it. And it, it just yeah, it, it was bad. Oh, wow. That's all I can say. It was, so, it was bad. so it sounds like you're starting to turn the corner. You got the tubes out, uh, surgery, 9 and 10. And yeah. then there was a 11. What happens with 11? So surgery 11 happened because of surgery 10. So the gamma knife radiation was a dose radiation to a specific area. And my body reacted to the dosage like I got 10 times the amount that it was actually given. Oh, so geez. it created a cyst and it basically hardened and it started putting pressure on everything. Oh, so geez. in the brain. Yes. So during that time from August to October, I was on a steroid, not the ones that get you big, but 
I was on a steroid that made me eat and made me not feel pain. Okay. So basically, I ate a lot. I bloomed up from about 180 pounds to 280 pounds. So I jumped 100 pounds. Whew. And it was just it was just a negative time for me. Okay. Um, it was really bad. I was if I wasn't on the steroid, I'd throw up at about 11:30 every day, you know, on the dot. Um, if I if I thought it was because I wasn't eating, but since the swelling in my brain happened, it was pushing my nausea and vomiting nerve. So oh my gosh, that caused me <laughs> to not want to eat, and then my body wanted to eat, and then it just threw up, you know, right. as a reaction. It's pushing on that, yeah. yeah. So surgery 11 was to check basically my ICPs. It came back as normal. I went through a scan and um, how they checked the ICPs was. Yeah, what, what is that? What's a CP? ICP is um, intracranial pressure. Okay. So that is basically your brain pressure. Um, okay. So what they had to do for that to drop the monitor in was. They had a bolt, which is basically, they screwed basically a nut into my skull. Whoa. And then they dropped a monitor inside and the Whoa. nut was hollowed out. And it had like little like openings on the side. So the ICP, they can, it can check it. So, and they dropped the monitor in okay. and it was hooked onto my head. Wow. And if that? you, if you check on my website, I, I'm a hundred percent sure that they, there's a picture on there. Um, I, I'm pretty sure there's a picture on there. Okay, maybe 99.9%. Um, <laughs> That's pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. So, yeah, that was the bolt. And then since I had double vision, there was nothing really that went on till November of – sorry, November 27th of 2017. So Dang. that was that was basically an eye surgery. Um, we thought the coast was clear and with everything so they had me go through an eye surgery and that was a strabismus surgery basically to realign my right eye okay. and initially it did work um and I, i'm super happy it worked but it didn't work for long because after the icp uh issue back in october mm -hmm. um i was still on the steroid and then january 22nd of 2018 exactly 364 days from the first surgery was my 13th surgery and in that surgery my doctor basically decided you can't live on the steroid forever we're gonna have to do something with the cyst so that was another craniotomy wow. he went into my head and wow. he drained the cyst so he had to open up my head right where the initial surgery was and he had okay. to drain the cyst wow just shrink it down so it's not putting pressure and pushing on mm -hmm. those yeah yeah. Woo. And that was yeah. surgery number 13? 13. Yeah. So oh, exactly cool. 364 days. Um, that's why I scheduled it on that day. Um, we could have scheduled it a couple days after, but I wanted to schedule it exactly 364 days just so I can uh, say, like, I've had 13 surgeries in less than a year. So, uh, um, God, grief. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's one of those, you know, little, uh, like ego boost, I guess. Yeah. We got to get wins when you can. <laughs> you, you know, you're yeah, going through this. Looking for wins. So, so 13, they, they drain the cyst, they get some pressure off. They, I go they home. Okay. Yeah. I go home four days later. Um, I, I 
was released from the hospital for the fourth time on January 25th. So three days later, actually. Um, and actually, I think one of my nurses told me I was the fastest person to ever leave the hospital after a craniotomy. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but I we'll think take it. that's we'll what take I, it. She I, said I, it. Well, I mean, we'll yeah. take it. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I'll take it, but uh, you're, you're I, I a mountain biker. Yeah. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, that there is an argument to back it up. I was 17 at a children's hospital. Um, so, so you could argue that. Yeah. But, you were um, a fit, fit football player, mountain biker. I was, I was, yeah. um, yeah. but you know, that turned into a fat blob very soon because of the steroid and just eating and lying there. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so I was, I was released. And then on March 12th, 2018, I was cleared thinking. with no restrictions for the first time since everything started party time. So it was party time for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was clear and I was able to do everything and I was super excited and super proud. And then I was basically just a normal kid. Um, and how old were you again? Remind, remind folks how old you were in 2017. I was 17 years old. 17. Golly, going through all yeah. this. So you get yeah. the clear. You're like, it's March, springtime. You're probably thinking, get on the mountain bike, get back to football, get some of this weight off. Are you still on the steroids at this point? Or did the reduction of the cyst actually help you get off? The reduction of the cyst, um, it basically fixed the problem. So okay. I wasn't, okay. I wasn't on the steroid anymore. I was able to kind of get back to normal and kind of lose the weight. Okay. Um, but I, I'm, I'm doing it kind of smart now. Um, since like I, you know, I shrunk down so much and then I ballooned up, I've got, you know, stretch marks or as you say tiger marks all around my body um from just my skin shrinking expanding shrink like it was mm -hmm. it, it looks terrible um but you know it's all right because now um when i hit the gym and you know people see them it's like well i got this because i just got so big so quickly but uh <laughs> yeah that's yeah. not the reason so <laughs> i can joke around and say that um <laughs> yeah <laughs> So after the 2018 clearing in March, um, I was basically home free. Uh, in the 13th surgery, though, that is when my the right side of my face got paralyzed. Okay. So I know it's not as, um, like, I know it's not uh, noticeable now or as noticeable as it was now. You guys can probably notice it a little bit right now, but um, it wasn't as noticeable before it was like, it like drooped and like i i literally it was bad okay. so um we went to a plastic surgeon up in beverly hills and that's when i got my or my 14th surgery and that was on december 4th of 2019 okay and that was a facial nerve reconstruction surgery wow so that was the first part of it and what they did in that surgery was they basically took one of the nerves that's kind of not useless, so to say, but doesn't really have much use to it. Okay. Um, in, in the ankle area on my right leg, they took that out of my leg and they inserted it right under my skin right here. And they grafted it all the way across my face. Wow. And it was basically free hanging. So okay. it could like adapt to the environment and grow. He also took a muscle out of, I think it was my neck, and he like kind of like hooked it up a little higher, just so like it would give it a little more definition. 
and that was the part one surgery. Okay. So I was done with the part one surgery and I was basically free till December 16th. So about a year in like 10 days after. And that was December 16th of 2020, which is my 15th surgery. The last surgery I've had. And hopefully, knock on wood, hopefully it's the last one ever that I have. But we'll see. It's not for sure. And that was the facial nerve reconstruction surgery part two. Okay. So what they did in that surgery was they hooked it. So the nerve, they hooked the nerve up into like the, um, like the hub of nerves that are on the right side of my face. Okay. So they hooked that up. So basically right now what it's doing is it's trying to get animation back. Um, I have a bunch of exercises that I should be doing. Okay. I'm not doing them because I just, um, I, I forget, you know, I, I'm the worst with, all this i've had to remember a lot and i'm just kind of like you know what like if i remember it, i remember it yeah but um yeah so he hooked a nerve up he also before he hooked that nerve up actually he took the tfl or tensor fasciolata out of my right leg which is a ligament that you don't use at all whatsoever for anything and it's oh, just wow. a ligament that's in your leg and he put that actually in my face to give it more definition so it doesn't look flat so it gives it more definition so basically the tfl is from here to here so it's like along right here okay and then he hooked it up and then everything and then basically after that i got released the next or i got released the day of because it was during covid and i went to a checkup and i'm here now so wow yeah that's, Jeez, the, Zach, that's the whole thing <laughs> holy cow what a what a story man so god there's so many questions <laughs> i want to ask um rich rich on two wheels says finally made it love you so you're getting some yeah, support welcome yeah. yeah uh rich is out there with dianese the uh the uh, mountain bike apparel and gear company okay um, Zach, when it when it came to like you know as mountain bikers, a lot of stuff is like mental tenacity, mental toughness, mental flexibility when we're out overcoming obstacles on the trail. With what you went through, did you ever think about throwing in the towel? And if you didn't, or if obviously you're here today and you're doing great, wonderful things, what was it that allowed you to be the tumor warrior? What what kind of mental tenacity caused that um i i don't i don't really know actually uh that's a that's a great question excellent question um when it, when it happened it was kind of the only thing i knew because starting high school i played football and then i played football also then so football and mountain biking were basically the only things that i knew to do in life and i those were basically what I was aiming to be when I came back. Obviously, I'm not the same person who I was prior to those surgeries, um, just because stuff is neurologically and it doesn't work that way. You know, it's like being paralyzed or something. You, you don't get that nerve back or that nerve might regenerate back only 40%. We don't know. I'd like to say now I'm about 80, 85% of the way there. Um, I, I, I definitely think the first 70% going from zero to 70 
I think that was a lot easier than going from 70 to 80 and then, okay. you know, so on. So I think it's getting harder as I'm getting back because I was such a high level athlete before. <clears throat> so I just have to uh, just keep working, keep my head down, keep grinding to get back to where I was. Um, but yeah, so that, um, that drive came from kind of just like, that's all I knew. And there was a little bit of a heartbreak element, you know, as like, you know, people come off of like fresh breakups or something. Um, they, they go through like, oh yeah, you know, like show them like the person that you weren't or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or the person they want or something. So I kind of had that element in there. And then I also had the, just like, that's the only thing I knew element as the main one, but yeah, I had both. Wow. My gosh. That's incredible, man. I love it. And with everything that you learned, trail dogs made a comment back here a little bit in the chat that you, at this point with your knowledge, you're basically a doctor. <laughs> You've yeah. learned a ton about this and about yeah. that condition so much so that I know you are, you have aspirations to be a spokesperson for this type of disease state. Are you, and I've, I've looked at your website and I've seen you get awards and things like that, but, um, where are you on that journey? Um, right now I'm just kind of on the, uh, the growing phase, you know, I'm trying to, you know, find an audience and just find people where, um, I can, you know, be the most help to, um, mountain bikers, so to say, um, isn't the first audience choice of mine. No offense to anybody out there, but it wasn't my first choice. I thought it was something that I could do, um, kind of to start and, you know, kind of get a foundation with everything and just start by doing something and hopefully it'll catch on to football audience. And then hopefully it'll catch on to just brain tumor audience and then just people follow along. And, you know, it's kind of like a domino effect. If one starts falling and, know a bunch fall after it you know so i'm hoping that i can get um an audience and uh just you know i also like creating videos i thought um what i did was pretty cool um as the i started my mountain biking videos as the progression vlogs basically for progress and to see you know what i can do on the bike and you can see me getting better and progressing on the bike. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to put those out there because I, um, I know the story is very interesting and it interests me. And there's just some times where I look back on it and I'm just like, how the hell did I survive? (laughs) How did I do this? Like, there is no way that I would be able to do this. Like I, I have no clue how I survived. Like, Sometimes I have no clue how I did some things. Like there was one time in the hospital where my blood pressure was over 210. Ooh. Like the, I, I don't know how I pulled through, but I pulled wow. through. Uh, wow. it's, just, it's just, it's one of those things. I, I had 106 degree fever at one point. Jeez. I don't know goodness. how I pulled through either. Like, wow. you know, it, it was a lot of, a lot of parts of medical staff. They helped me out very well. Um, and they made sure that uh, they gave me the best care to their abilities. And I am thankful for that. And um, I, I just couldn't have done it without them. So I thank them for it um, every day. So, yeah, it's it's amazing. 
That's great, man. <clears throat> Some amazing people out there for sure. And you are definitely one of them. Um, Zach, take us through. Okay, so after the surgeries, you're getting back out there. Tell us what it was like the first time you descended on the mountain bike for the first time. What was that like? Was it? It was scary. Yeah. It wasn't so much scary for me. I knew that I could do it. I knew I was a good enough rider to do it. It was scary in essence because um, since I had palsy, I'm pretty sure if you look past um, on my videos, in the past videos, you kind of see my handlebars like turning side to side, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. the corrections that I make. But <clears throat> when I first came back, it was really bad as in to where I'd be riding on the sidewalk and oncoming traffic would be passing us and I'd be riding on the sidewalk and my dad wouldn't know when I all of a sudden go into traffic and to hit my car. Oh my gosh. So <clears throat> it, it was pretty scary, but um, I, I had to start really slow too. Uh, yeah, the, the first ride I did was about a mile and it was basically, I climbed up a road, I went down the same road and then I went down waterworks and then I walked oh, up to yeah. the Taco Bell cause I, my <laughs> fitness was not there. <laughs> and then I just waited for my parents to pick me up because I was like, you know what? I'm good with that. And I'm done. That's a, that's a but great yeah. first ride back. Waterworks is, is <laughs> awesome. Did, yeah. did you get that taste of that stoke back? Like, was that the first time you got the stoke back on that ride or did it take a little bit before you felt that again? Um, it took a little bit. Um, I, I don't think my first time actually on the bike getting stoke was at snow Valley in 2020. So for a couple of years, actually, I was just riding the bike because I knew how to ride and I wasn't, I wasn't doing it for stoke. I wasn't doing it for anything. I just kind of was just riding. And the first time I got stoke was in 2020 at snow Valley. And that's when I hit, um, the drop that's right before the corral, that little rock drop off to the right. Is that gun smoke um, or no, that, that was, uh, that's before gun smoke. So where, where all the trails converge is where that, um, right before it on, I think it's Winchester. Okay. There's like the rock drop to the right, right before you meet up right in the middle. You know what I'm talking about? No, but no. I, I'm, I'm loving the way you're setting this up yeah. and then you hit this and you hit this rock drop and then you just felt it. It just came back. Yeah. Like, it just kind of came back to me because my, my yeah. friend, I, I was filming with my friend, so I kind of got a little hype there and that, that cameras was, on. <laughs> yeah. And then that was actually the first trip I went up, um, to snow Valley. And that was also when they had the lower jump line just opening up oh my goodness so since i hit that i was like the first drop can't be that bad so i hit the first drop and when i hit the first drop i had so much speed i basically landed on the uphill to the <laughs> to the little roller and oh that's when it kind of like hit me again i was like this is what riding feels like this is why like i ride like this is amazing yeah, so yeah Sweet. Joey's, uh, Joey's been there. Joey's, uh, done the jump line there at snow Valley. <clears throat> um, I guess there's a, I haven't been there yet. That's why I, I wasn't able to say and chime in, but, uh, I guess you, that's some high speed stuff that jump line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, when I did it, I was going way too fast. 
Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Alpha MTB is chiming in right here. Actually, uh, MTB Gizmo, what's up, bro? Good to see you. He says, God must really love you, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome. Yes, he does. That's cool. Alpha MTB is saying that rock drop is a feel good drop. It's sketchy, but when you do, it's always a good feeling. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. What a way to welcome you back into the stoke by a freaking rock drop, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that is cool. Um, so I do I did hear you say it took a couple times to be on the bike before the stoke came back, but you were riding. Did you, was it part of your therapy to help with your, like to get the, the balance back, kind of get the nerves firing again? Was it like a fast twitch and eye coordination thing, riding the bike to help you get a little better? No, um, I rode the bike purely out of just the love of mountain biking that I have. And nice. um, I just, I I wasn't told to do it. Um, and I just started to do it because I loved how to mountain bike. And um, I, I just, I just really loved it. And I got back and, you know, I just started going out like maybe once a month or like once or twice a month. And, uh, you know, it progressively just got better and better. And then so did, you know, my hand-eye coordination and everything with all the stuff that I was doing. And then um, just with uh, like just a huge culmination of everything, uh, just all of it came back to me and, you know, I started progressing and, it just started going up um and i'm 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 very thankful and glad that that happened but yeah that's so. cool man <clears throat> me too um spokesman mtb i i missed that there's a couple questions up here bomber crew's asking was it hard for you to get back into mtb um to get back into it um i don't really think i got out of it i think i was pretty much in the loop most of the time watching mountain bike videos, I really loved it. I loved the sport before I loved the sport after, uh, it was, it's a great sport and I just had a lot of love for it. Um, to get back into mountain biking in terms of being on the bike, uh, I would say yes. Um, it did take me a little bit to get back. Um, just based on the fact that I had double vision I had right side deficits as in the right side of my body wasn't balanced. Um, you know, after the first surgery it was fully paralyzed and I had to come back from that. So it was, it still was trying to find my balancing grounds and the, uh, the tumor I had, the, um, ganglioglioma, it attacks the central nervous system in your brain. So right where that cerebellum is, it attacks the uh, cells that makes your, um, you know, central nervous system kind of, you know, the way it is. So uh, it, it rendered me pretty useless at one point, but I was able to, you know, get back into it and ride, you know, as soon as I could. Um, it obviously wasn't the best. I, I actually do have video. Um, I could put that out as well. Um, my, my friend was in front of me. My friend, who, by the way, he was my riding partner, me and him. We were, I'd say, one of the top riders in OC of our age group at the time. But that was before mountain biking really was a thing. Um, 
but I would say me and him, we progressed really well. We kind of fed off of each other's energy. He was always a big climber um, because he's also 150 pounds. You know, I have to carry around, you know, like 100 more pounds than him as, as weight. But um, he was a big climber and now he rides every single day. So keeping up with him is you know, a feat to do because he can outride e-bikers, um, on the uphills. So I'm just like, Hey, you know what you, you do your thing. Like, that's great. Um, I don't know how he does it, but he does it. Uh, his, I think his longest ride is 180 miles. Oh my so, gosh. Jeez. Yeah. He's a, he's a menace on the bike. <laughs> that man, he not only can, is his endurance like, the top of like over the hump but he could also like descend like a freak that wow. man's hitting the hardest trails in laguna like it's nothing so wow. i'm very i'm very thankful i had him as a friend so he was in front of me on that ride um and he basically was holding on to the handlebar with his left hand and he had his uh like little phone recording and he was trying to get me behind him so he you know he was trying to stay with me so yeah it was it was awesome that is yeah. awesome. That is awesome. Trail Doctor saying, are you back to where you were before the injury? I'm sorry. Um, are you back to uh no, I'm not. Um, I would say again 80 to 85 percent back, more more on the 85% side. I still have a long way to go. Um, just you know, fine-tuning stuff. Um to get back to the elite level athlete I was. But um, as a mountain biker in terms, I would say that I'm a decent to advanced rider at okay. this point. So like, I'm, I'm pretty confident on most of the blacks. Like I went out to uh, Greer Ranch this past weekend. I did the black trails, you know, blind, no one in front of me because we were kind of, you know, separated on the downhill and there was no one to like tow me in or anything and i did just just fine and everything nice. was good so nice I, I would say that i'm more of a, a low level advanced rider uh high intermediate rider right now but um before that i was uh i would say i like an expert rider love it love it had a couple folks ask this question trail dogs included uh spokesman mtb brought it up uh a little bit above he says what are your long-term goals in terms of recovery and lifestyle Great question. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So my long-term goals in terms of recovery is to get back to where I could be, to get to the best of where it can be. So right now we don't know if the best I could ever be is 95% of what I could be, or if I'm basically at the best of what I could be right now, we have no clue since it's neurological um, and lifestyle wise. Uh, my long-term goal lifestyle-wise is to uh, become more of a morning person. Um, in the past, I've mentioned mornings aren't great for me. But uh, since I've started football, you know, uh, last year I started football, and we were basically waking up at 6 a.m. every day and not going to bed till 11. So I kind of had to learn to be more of a morning person than I'd like to. But um, I'd say now I'm not so much of an evening person as I was. I am more of a like late afternoon type of person, early Ooh. evening. So I would say it's kind of shifting more, a little more over. 
But yeah, so that's my long-term goal, kind of become more of a morning person, you know, and do more stuff. Also is uh, get out and do more things. I always feel as though I'm like always in my room doing something by myself because I have no one else to do it with. Um, I just want to go out and do stuff by myself, whether it's writing or like going to the beach or, you know, just taking a trip up to Big Bear. I feel like I always have to go with somebody, but um, I I just want to get out and do it by myself. And I proved it the past week and going to Greer. I went to Greer by myself and um, I met up with all these guys. I mean, frankly, the riding wasn't by myself, but uh, I went to the group ride by myself and I was just trying out new things and like expanding basically my comfort zone. And um, I was just going out and doing what I could. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and I understand too, uh, college wise, you changed your major to communications and that's going to be something that's going to help you as, as, as far as like your lifestyle and long-term goal as well as being a spokesperson. Is that possibly that road? Sorry about that. Getting a quick. Oh, no, no, it's okay. (laughs) Oh, it went down the wrong hole. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Yeah, so I switched over to communications from physics. So before I wanted to be, I've always been good at math and I've always loved math and I still love math, but I I took Calc 1 which obviously made me hate math because the professor I had <laughs> didn't teach it all. So I basically had to learn it all by myself. And I kind of was over it at that point because I had it for pre-calc the following semester and then calc. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do math anymore. That was a little bit, but um, the major change was in part to do with the change of heart that I had. Um, oh, gotcha. I noticed that, I had such a big story and I had such a big impact. I've had people literally tell me like you changed my life. Um, just, just by being in their presence alone. And I'm just like, if, if I'm doing that based on my presence, what could I do if I actually focus on it? And I feel as though communications helps me with public speaking and like focusing more on how to communicate with people and just, like, I feel like it would be better for the change of heart. So what I want to do with that change of heart is I want to be a childhood cancer advocate, brain tumor. Um, I want to bring brain tumor awareness, brain tumor advocate. Um, I want to be um, I want to be a motivational speaker and basically, like, tell my story, you know, and help people out and, like, kind of motivate them in order to, like, make difference in their life and kind of like tell them like, Oh, I came from nothing, you know, and you know, a bit of hard work, like, yes, it was hard. Um, yes, I did lose people along the way, but it is all for the better because look at me now and, you know, look, look what I can do. And, you know, that that's something that people can focus on and they can do. Damn, get some Zach. I love it. MTV Gizmo saying it's a blessing to wake up every morning and start your day in a positive way. Thank you. Um, yeah. It's a I, great day to be alive. Yes. <laughs> yes. We got a friend that says any day on this side of the dirt is a good day. Rich on two wheels is saying we need more humans like you. 
so very inspiring so very inspiring yeah, thank you so much yeah i i just um you know i i i don't know if it's a mental issue that i've got going on but i feel like i'm kind of in debt to the community um just because like i basically went through it and then i i kind of want to you know give back to people going through it uh, i kind of just don't want to you know leave it alone and just go away from it i want to help out with people. I want to let them know what's going on and bring awareness to it. Also, the um, <clears throat> there were two stories that I had in the hospital uh, to reflect on and basically who kind of had similar things like brain tumors. Um, and it was only two stories. And the people either weren't around today or they didn't want to talk about it because it was so traumatic. And they just had it written down in like a blog that they posted, you know, 10 years ago or something. And obviously things have changed in those 10 years that technology has advanced. And um, I just got to, uh, I, I got to thinking and I was like, well, here's me, you know, who actually wants to talk about it, who's not traumatized by it and I actually want to make a difference. So I, like, I wanted to do something and just help people out love it yeah, and, that's, yeah. yeah that's why you're here that's why you're a warrior you know that's right when it gets dark and lonely out there there's one man <laughs> that can help you out the tumor warrior yeah yeah, yeah I, I love it bro that's i hear, what the, I hear the eye of the tiger music playing in the background <laughs> right I, I would say more of an acdc guy okay okay you there know. we go more but, more, more of a like the the intro to thunderstruck that's more yes. of my speed oh, there you go perfect it gets, it gets me going i like perfect. that it's good it's a good song so yeah. uh spokesman has a mountain bike question for you he says you ride mostly downhill do you envision events like bike packing or other bike related activities um bike packing i haven't yeah. i haven't checked bike pack, bike packing out oh sorry it's like a tongue twister for me yeah. um yeah i do ride mostly downhill um i i'm somewhat okay with climbing uh you know not my favorite you know gravity is not my favorite i'm 250 pounds 255 so lugging that up a hill is not you know my go-to uh, I like going downhill because with gravity, I can <clears throat> I can go downhill. Sorry, I have, some, I have something stuck in my throat. <laughs> no, so. you're fine. You're fine. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so going downhill is my, you know, forte. And um, bikepacking, I would say no. I, I don't – I haven't really checked it out. Um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I always love trying new things out. That's why I went back up to Sky Park, uh, even though the first time I went up was such a bad experience for me. But I went back up. I always, you know, want to check it out. And um, yeah, so bikepacking, you know, that's something I would have to check. But uh, what, what I want to do on the bike right now is kind of just like travel up to, say, Santa Cruz or travel up to Washington, you know, just ride different trails. Just get out mm -hmm. and ride. I think um, later this summer, I'm going to go out to Colorado. As I told you earlier, my friend who rides um, every day, yeah, he's out there. He lives in Boulder. So I'm Ooh. planning on going out there and seeing him. I'm also planning on hitting Deer Valley this year. Nice. So out in Utah, Park City. Utah. Yeah. I went there once and I fell in love with that place. That place is awesome. 
you know, stop by St. George and um, maybe bootleg. We'll see. I don't know. Ooh, but I, I just, uh, I just want to get out and ride. Heck yeah, man. Adventure. Get out there and, and get it right now. You can. Trail Dog saying that's why the bike park is perfect. Chairlift. Exactly. And spokesman, spokesman, he feels, he says, man, I'm 220. It's taking everything I got not to get an e-bike. Just do it. Don't do it. No, don't, don't give him to the dark side. Don't give him to the dark side. Don't. Your legs will thank you later. Your legs will thank you. Uh, oh, man. Zach, I loved it, man. Thank you for coming on and sharing part two of your story. Uh, in in closing, uh, we have what we have another question here from MTB. My MTB video, he says, what's your handles on social media, Instagram, YouTube, etc.? Where can people follow your store? Yeah, uh, Tumor Warrior 67, uh, right there. Tumor Warrior 67 is uh, where all my handles are. <laughs> Spokesman, no, <laughs> I, I doesn't want the graphic, stuff to yeah. end. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so the graphic, it's like an Adam Mock graphic. Yeah, yeah. So, Mock. so the graphic actually, I have the tattoo. It's my logo. Oh, um, yeah. So the tattoo on my arm, it's basically that as the graphic. My oh. dad's graphic designer at his work created it for it was for a parking spot, and I love that idea so much that I was like. <clears throat> Why don't why don't I make a tattoo out of it? And then I made it my logo and just everything happened. And I just I loved it. And then Adam, he uh he messaged me one day. He was like, I, I wanna like play around with the colors and kind of make it pop, you know? And I was like, Yeah, go ahead. Like I sent him the original and um, you know, he did an absolutely amazing job with it and it looks really good with all that color and it like I couldn't do that, you know. Even if I tried, like it looks really good. So it looks, turns it out looks great. It's yeah, so great. good. Thank goodness for Adam Mock, man. He's I think he's doing a lot of all of our mountain bikers graphics out there. <laughs> it yeah. was so good. Yeah, that's my original one um, up there. So so he changed that from you know that to the uh, the cool one. So. That's very yeah. cool. So this is your website here, tumorwarrior67.com. Basically, tumorwarrior67 on most of the social media platforms. You mm -hmm. can find Zach out there. And um, <clears throat> actually, Cindy Maison, she says, nothing wrong with the e-bike, just saying. But also <laughs> earlier, she actually Zach went back and watched part one. She went oh, and watched part one of you, you Zach, yeah. and she got sucked in. So Cindy, <laughs> welcome aboard. I see you. It's good to see you. MTB Raging says Adam is a wizard behind the curtain. Adam is a wizard. He's he really, amazing with all of his work. I he, I look up to him on like everything. He actually uh so um if you haven't seen my video that just came out, I went up to Sky Park with the Bomber crew for their Memorial Day group ride. And what Adam did was he basically so I got Premiere Pro uh, off my dad's account. And Ooh. I started editing with Premiere Pro. So Adam, what he did was he basically taught me all the basics of how to use Premiere Pro. So he helped me out a lot. And wow. I, I can't thank him enough for that. And, you know, it it's I think it's leveled up my um, production and what I've done. So with Premiere Pro, I've also ordered a I, I got a tripod, which I broke today. You know, lucky me, right? I broke it with... Um, my, my strength i uh cracked it and then 
I also got this blue Yeti mic, so that's why my voice sounds better than last time. I'm not using the uh, AirPods. Sound good. Sound really good. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool, man. Mm -hmm. Bomber Cruise in here says that was an amazing time to have you there. Always good to see Bomber Crew. It was a great time up there. Yeah, it was was awesome. It was a good time. And then Zach, in closing, I know we all have different obstacles and challenges in our life whether it be work relationships losing work losing somebody going through what you went through but as a future potential spokesman and kind of from what you went through what would you say to just anybody that's going through hard times right now how would you help them get to the other side just a little bit of encouragement what would you say yeah so um I actually uh, got this saying from a group that I do. I'm a peer-to-peer mentor for the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation. And through that group, I kind of got this saying. And what they did is they showed a picture of a storm and they asked us, what do we think of it? And that's when it popped in my mind where I was like, there's always going to be wind. You know, there's like a jet stream. There's always going to be wind. But The storm is always like, say the storm comes over, it's always going to be a rough time during the storm. But since there is wind or since there's something, that storm has to pass. It is is physically impossible for that storm to sit on you for a year, two years, three years. That storm somehow has to pass. And after the storm, you get birds, you get flowers blooming you get rainbows like you get amazing things after so right now it may look stormy it may look like there's no light on the other side but that storm eventually will pass and that storm is going to pass so um in that message just always wait be patient i know it's not the longest or not sorry not longest not the shortest um with me you know, I, I thought, you know, I'd be back in, a, in the snap of my fingers, but obviously, you know, it's it's taken me two, three years to get back to it. I thought I would be able to do stuff. You know, I thought, you know, right now I'd be back to where I was before, but that's not the case. I'm about 20% off and um, just keep your head down, you know, keep going after it and patience and eventually you will make it to where you want to be, you know, through the hard work and dedication that you do. I love that, man. <clears throat> yeah, the storm it cannot stay. And though it's cool about when the storm is passing, you can feel it. You could feel the sun coming back on your skin. You could hear the birds chirping again. It does plant new seeds and feeds new things. Now, look at you being a, a spokesman and uh, helping other people coming out, which is going to be amazing. Sydney uh, May says mountain biking always sets you free. I'm so grateful for the mountain biking community. What a great analogy. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. The analogy though, you know, I can't take full credit for that. You know, I, I like thought up of it because they showed a picture. So the pediatric brain tumor foundation foundation that I'm um, partnering with, you know, they, they helped me, you know, with that analogy, they helped me bring that analogy out of me that I didn't know I had in the depths of me, but um, they, they brought the picture up and they helped me out. Um, and also to uh, mention on that peer to peer mentorship. So since I am a peer to peer mentor, you can um, 
sign up for the program if you have a brain tumor or if you are a family member of a brain tumor. And basically, I'm one of the mentors that they check in with weekly. And um, so, and I basically report it back. Oh, sorry, my my garage is going off right now. I don't That's know if okay. you can hear that in the background, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's not bad. We can still hear you, though. So. Okay. Like, <laughs> I know I know this mic is a little bit touchy, so I heard it going off in the background. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's actually my brother's motorcycle. Sorry. Uh, not the garage, I thought. That's <laughs> okay. That's my brother's motorcycle. That's This is what I get to hear every morning at about 7 or 8 a.m. So. <laughs> that's making you a morning person. <laughs> no, it's making me want to strangle my brother. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's not really the, the greatest. But, yeah, so, um, so I'm a peer-to-peer mentor, um, and basically – what you do is you sign up for the peer-to-peer mentorship and um, if you kind of have a similar story like mine or someone who's similar to you you talk to either the survivor themselves or their parent i'm sorry it's uh it's very distracting um my brother's doing this right now i told him if he was to do this kind of roll out of the garage but um there he goes there he goes <laughs> Woo-hoo, he's gone. Right, um. See the storm that never stays. It, it does go. See the storm shelter. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, no. Yeah. That's so awesome. You're so you're a mentor for these folks that are going mm-hmm. through it or their family members. Um, and yeah, man, you're you've battled through 2017. What a crazy year, all the way through 2020. 15 surgeries, and here you are. 80, 85% and going strong. So we know this is not the end of your story. It's just going to get better and better and better. And I can't wait. We can't wait to see what you end up doing with all of this. This is, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, Cindy Mason, before we close, she says, can you drop a link? Uh, yeah. For let that? me, let me actually get there. I don't, I don't think I have the link on hand. And then as, as uh, you're looking through there, MTV Raging says, drop in knowledge. You keep getting after it. You're so on track. Let's go. That is cool. I've never, okay, I'm going to be honest. I've never actually gone to the website where the peer-to-peer mentorship happens. I know um, their handle is curethekids.org. CureTheKids.org. Oh, wow. Yeah. CureTheKids.org. Got it. Um, I don't know about that. Um, I know that for the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation, um, I know they have a... um, Excuse me. I know that they have a um, uh, game on events... So what they do is they basically have uh, gaming streamers. They have them raise money, you know, um, in part of their charity uh, for, you know, like, <clears throat> say, two weeks or three weeks or something like that. So they have them raise money. Um, so I've I've been on a couple of the streams. They had a game on event actually back in May of 2021 that I took part of. I got to play Rocket League with some of the pro players of the Charlotte phoenix i believe is their team and then they had some of uh the streamers you know play with us as well and we were all on teams and we had like a tournament um i also played rock paper scissors on their uh stream so i got to play with um 
Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name. <sighs> Who was it? He's a NFL linebacker for the, the 49ers. Ah, oh, he was on. EVA, what's up? <laughs> I'm currently, uh, you know, having a brain fade right now. Um, I forgot his name. Uh, I'm so sorry to... Crap. I forgot his name. That's okay. I mean, but, yeah. but, you're, but, yeah. but you're in there doing yeah. things with, like, great people for mm -hmm. great causes, raising money to, to go towards... Um, things that can help people in these dark spots when they're going through it. It's awesome that you're in there, man. I love the fact that you didn't just kind of go through it and take off. You decided to turn back around and go right back in there and help pull other people out, which, mm -hmm. which I love, man, the tumor yeah. warrior, ladies and gentlemen, check them out. The tumor warrior, tumor warrior 67 on all social media aspects and tumor warrior 67.com for his website. And Zach, man, I cannot wait to see what you do next. Uh, everyone's saying, see you at Snow Valley. The, the Treadlers saying, see you Snow there Valley. on I'm excited. the 25th, 25th. June 25th. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you guys there. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you so much for the questions. Eva, EVA, Team EVA, good to see you as well. And uh, we'll see you guys all out on the trails. Yo! Yo! <laughs> Folks, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Zach, a.k.a. Tumor Warrior, and his tenacity for just getting through everything that he's been through and the great outlook that he has on life and his ability to want to reach back in and help out others that are in that same boat that he was in. He's still a young guy, but I am rooting for Zach, and I am looking forward to seeing all of the different impact that he's going to be able to create with his motivation around uh, tumor, brain tumors and tumor awareness. So, uh, Zach, thank you for all you do. I hope you all enjoyed this episode with Zach. If you want to see more of Zach, please uh, reach out to Zach or give him a follow on Instagram there at Tumor Warrior. Also, thank you again to the supporters of the segment podcast and segment show. And as always, folks, when you want to make changes in your life and you feel like you're in a spot, Go ahead and set those new goals, work hard towards what those new goals are, and hey, all of that hard work is always going to pay off. Hope to see you guys out on the trails. If you see me out there, please come up and say hi, and we'll see you all on the next episode.